0: Let's go, DJ Budget King. Hey, everybody, strike a pose, strike a pose, (laughs) strike a
1: pose, get the sillies out. Greg and I are
0: totally doing it along with you. Get the
1: sillies out, (laughs)
0: strike a pose. Uh, This is the First Issue Club podcast where each and every week we cover the number ones because number ones are a great way. To get you into comic books. And by covering number ones, we cover the news, we cover all the greats, the highs, the lows. If you want to know what's happening every single week in comic books, you get your ass down to the First Issue Club podcast, and that's where it will happen.
2: You are starting to turn blue. I'm glad you got a breath. <laughs> yeah, in take at a the breath, big guy. You are excited.
0: I am pumped. I'm pumped to be here, pumped to be talking about comics. And specifically this week, we're going to be talking about The Silver Coin, mm-hmm. Geiger, and Project Patron heard of them? You I hope so. We read them. I bet your ass you've heard of them. <laughs> in the club this week we've got Me Budget King, Mike D, and Greg. That's the intro. We did the intro. Now Check. we got to now we got to do the episode. <laughs> we have a little checklist.
1: <laughs> that box is now filled. <laughs> Moving on?
0: You know, Silver Coin just to to tell everybody, it's the dream team. It will be the dream team of of uh, of comics. Well, dream teams
1: because it's rotating.
0: Yes, but in theory if you thought of the whole of all of it. Ed Brisson, Jeff Lemire, Kelly Thompson and Chip Zdarsky today. Can you get any better in comic book writing
2: than that team? You can't. We got to be clear, all these people didn't write one comic book together. They're going to write subsequent issues. Yes.
1: Well, no, it was a round robin. Everyone chose a word and so they all these six <laughs> people were
0: in one room. Then the man went <laughs> It's like it's still one comic series. You're right. It's not one comic book. Today it's Chip Zdarsky's. Yeah. Who knows what it'll be next time. Kelly Thompson well, you do know. Well, since we're talking about it, we want to just, like, get into... <laughs> so let's talk about a couple news things. Okay. Going go first, and then we'll get into Silvercoin. I just wanted everybody up front to know, we got a big book coming for you that we're going to talk about eventually. But before we get to that, there's something interesting about Daniel Cates. <laughs> So, Daniel just <laughs> finished
1: his uh, Venom run. Well, he will be finishing. 200 still has to come out.
2: Is that his last issue? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so wow. he,
1: him and Stegman are leaving. Uh-huh. But yesterday, Donny Cates teased that he's writing a new mystery Marvel book. And people are speculating many, many different things. Some people said Moon Knight, which uh, is incorrect because just today we found out that Jed McKay is going to be pinning Moon Knight. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to know, what do you guys want to see Donny Cates writing next
2: on Marvel specifically? On
1: Marvel specifically, I mean, we've seen him do so much already. What hasn't he tackled that you think he would be great at?
2: I would love to see him do Silver Surfer ongoing. That'd be good because Silver Surfer hasn't had an ongoing since Dan Slott's run. I don't think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and that's with Mike Allred, right? Yes. Yeah, that was a great run.
0: I'd like to see him take like kind of a B character. Mm -hmm. Pull him up to prominency Like Darkhawk might make sense Because Darkhawk's in
2: space and could interact With some of his Silver Surfer stuff I could totally see him doing Darkhawk He's feeling his 90s vibes right now On Crossover Yeah, So he could be dipping back into those (laughs) I think that's what he should do To kind of like do his like moonshot
0: Like be like let me Let me make this a thing No one really cares about this character (laughs) Let me
1: just kind of get in there and kick around a little bit I think they're going to give him a team book I don't know what team. I I wish it was Avengers. I think it'd be sweet. Jason Aaron's doing a pretty fun job right now. Whatever it is, it's going to be successful. I mean, the guy can write a book and people clamor for any story he writes. So I'm excited to see what it is. Just tell us already, Don.
0: (laughs) I wonder if it'll be Star Wars. Like something that's not Oh, that'd be weird. Yeah, straight Marvel. It is Marvel. Yeah, I know it is Marvel. But I mean, like not, how do you, what's the word to differentiate? between? Not Marvel Universe. Universe, yeah, okay. There we go. To follow up on one other thing that we had been covering, uh, mind management snuck away from us as an NFT. (laughs) We were not able to quite get our hands on it (laughs) It in time. It
1: sped away from (laughs) us. Did you see the price tag that went for? (laughs) You're telling me you weren't going to drop 5
2: Gs on that? 5 grand. It went
1: for $5,000. Oh, my God. What started out as a fun joke for us on the podcast quickly fizzled out as a reality.
0: Good job for Matt, Kent, making 5 Gs. Yep. Pay off his, you know, ninety-eight Saturn that he drives. <laughs> Is that a diss? He's savvy.
1: He are doesn't are spend his money kid. on frivolous things. No,
0: I'm thinking like he's like yeah, he's smart. He's the like, pre owned sonata will get him to where he needs to go. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, he's 2016 Kia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's an optima sort of guy. <laughs>
0: so that NFT went for way more money than than we could have afforded, but I'm glad
2: that there's mind management fans out there that that want to donate. It's awesome. Any word on whether or not those people who bought it are going to share it?
1: It is online. If you go search for it, it's been
2: released. You can already find it. Mm -hmm. Oh, they were good to their word.
1: They were. Yep. So whoever purchased it did release it to the public. Cool.
2: Heck yeah. I can't wait to read it. I love
0: all these people with just lots of money laying around right now. Yeah. And like, do we even know, I don't even know if like
1: a comic book fan even purchased this. Like, because NFTs are so in vogue right now. Yeah. It might just
0: be a bro. Yeah, it could be just like a stock. stock that's actually bro. that's actually a really good point. So, uh, speaking of high dollar coinage, let's get into the silver coin. On Image Comics.
1: Now that was a transition, everyone. <laughs>
2: Unbelievable. I almost didn't even see it happening. It was so good. We've been working on it for weeks, yep. and to see it come to fruition—all those practices finally paying off. Haunting. <laughs>
0: uh, this. So we mentioned this comic book up at the top. This is a ongoing horror. Each book is a self-contained story, but all-star authors <laughs> will be picking up every issue afterwards so as we heard kelly thompson will be next chip Zdarsky was on this one and it follows the life of a coin that causes mayhem a silver one actually
2: the life of a coin the (laughs) life of a coin that sounds like a pixar film i know it's like that happy toaster movie hi i'm coiny (laughs) speaking of uh did you guys see the last toy story
0: no, uh uh-uh. uh,
1: I I shed enough tears uh, the one before the last yeah. one, so I didn't need that kind of existential dread following me.
0: So in this one, there's like a Fort character that gets created, sure, and he's constantly trying to throw himself away, mm-hmm. which is like he's essentially trying to end his life. So it's like a suicide-prone toy. Cool. It gets pretty dark.
1: <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll give <laughs> anything a soul,
0: right? Uh, but anyway, uh, silver coin. Yes. Um, This horror book, it starts off with uh,
2: <laughs> I just want to say thanks for bringing the Toy Story thing to my attention.
0: <laughs> I wanted you guys to know there's a weird-ass suicide story running amok, and nobody's calling them out on it. We have a horror book. Yes. Okay, it's called Silver Coin. This issue specifically is set in the 70s? Yes, you're right. Right when disco was kicking off. Everybody loves to hate on disco. Mm-hmm. And it's not that
1: bad. It's pretty bad.
0: I think you're wrong. There are
1: terrible aspects of every music genre through every decade. Okay. I'll give you that. I just don't like disco in general. There's, I mean, you would consider ABBA disco, correct? Yeah. I love ABBA. They're so good. ABBA's fantastic. That's
0: about as far as my disco love will go. (laughs) I can't think of a disco song I hate or like, I guess.
2: I compare this to like, you either listen to Korn or Christina Aguilera. Okay. Like the Woodstock <laughs> early, 99? Yeah, Woodstock 99 type of shit. That's where that pit started. This is, yeah, this is the sor- same sort of vibe we were in in the 70s okay. when there was a transition to music. That's a great point. And, and it was also
0: one of the first times when it's like subgenres were coming around. Mm-hmm. So, like, they could be like, oh, this moment of like music or whatever. Sure. Yeah. because there was like bigger genres. Anyway, it's a guitar playing rock dude losing his edge and getting taken over by disco. But he finds a coin when his mummy leaves him. And this coin makes him into like, a you know, selling your soul to the devil yeah. type of like a rock god thing.
2: Yeah. yeah, I really identified with this character when it opens and it's a band playing a show and then they pan out to the bar and it's just a bartender being like, woo. You guys (laughs) rock. Oh, my gosh. I I was like, this was my life. I remember my band went on a tour when I was in my early 20s, and we went all the way to California, and some shows we'd have a couple hundred people, and then other shows would be just a bartender.
0: I've been in the room when it's been like me and a bartender, and
2: I'm kind of like, why does the band... Place like is it like good
0: practice for them? Some big producer walks in. Oh, yeah, some big <laughs> producer. That's what I meant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you get free drinks either way, depending on if it's one person listening yeah. or one hundred.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. Did it feel like a horror comic book though to you?
1: It felt like a Twilight Zone episode. That's I mean, a better. He, he played the coin as a pick for his guitar, which, by the way, I don't think is possible. It's possible, but it's, it sounds like shit. I think it is possible.
2: I think you could probably I used a cat for a pick one time. <laughs> you could probably pluck a string with a coin. Yeah. a bass. I think you could. I think a guitar would be. So you're just saying you would shred your strings? Yeah, they'd like yeah. rip apart. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, you don't have a magical coin that has an eyeball in it, so. <laughs> and it was the 70s, man. It was a different time. They yeah. did things a little bit differently. Just give me that nickel
0: instead of a pick. Yeah, and, and
1: so I yeah was it a horror? No, I don't think it was a horror. I think it was just kind of a a more demented Twilight Zone.
0: Eerie mindfuck. <laughs> but it's like, it, okay, I love I love Chip, Chip, so I'm not like dissing his comic. But for me, I'm like, okay, like uh, he's getting good shit. When's this going to go bad? Oh, he, he lit himself on fire and burned. Oh, yeah.
2: He spontaneously combusted because he was shredding the guitar so hard. <laughs> and but he the, couldn't stop. But the cool part was he killed an entire club full of people because he was... Rocking so fucking hard While he was bursting in flames right. Disco right that, Like people couldn't leave They
1: wouldn't They were like I, I gotta watch this And then Yeah they like, I've been Burned there. alive
2: I've been there
0: And you You sang... were at that great white show <laughs> Oh god
1: <laughs> I forgot Oh about come that. on That's not too soon or anything It happened 10 years 20 years ago <laughs> It did yeah I think I think the next issue with Kelly Thompson writing is more of a this felt like more of like a monkey paw situation of just like oh you're this great rock god. Totally. However, you're going to kill yourself and all these people with your great powers. Mm-hmm. This next one seems like kind of a Friday the 13th chainsaw man in a mask.
0: Ooh, I like thing.
1: that. Thing. So I don't know if they wished for you know a fun summer but <laughs> yeah. with with this coin but did you guys notice in the comic book There's, like, a bird or a raven that accompanies this coin. No. In every shot with the coin, there's, like, a bird either following it or in the background with it.
0: Okay. The the coolest part about this comic that I thought was similar to that, I guess, was, like, some of the stuff where it's, like, what's going to carry on, like, the bird. Uh Uh-huh. But then also, like, it seems like the dad's kind of in on it or, like, knows something more about the coin. Yeah. I don't know.
2: So what we're saying is the mother of guitar guy leaves the coin in a box of her shit that she left behind because mm. she left them. Mm-hmm. And they allude to the fact that her lucky coin mm-hmm. basically helped her build the courage to fucking leave her family. <laughs> and that was like the great thing that happened to her. Was she like woke up and was like, my life shit. I'm out of here. Bye. Later. Later. <laughs> and then pass the curse on to her son my husband's a bitch cool mom do you well off queen
0: (laughs) i think i think that this comic book stole the show this week
2: with the exception of maybe batman 107 i had an a a b and a c comic for the three books we're covering oh like a grade level okay this was my b completely agree this is my
0: B as well. This okay. is not the pick of the week, although it's worth reading or investing in. this This is one where it's like I will absolutely I norma- have to read number two.
2: I normally don't go for anthology comics, and mm-hmm. I am a one hundred fucking percent getting books two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Oh, me too. 10. I can't. I,
0: th- I can't. Th- I, th- I love Ed Brisson. I can't wait till Jeff Lemire does it.
1: I think it benefits it because with the anthology books that we have been covering with Ha Ha and Ice Cream Man and many others. It's the same author and the same artist all the way through. With this one, what I love about the the unique take on it is
2: every issue is a new writer. Same artist, though. Which, Which oh my God. I I think is pretty rad to see the same artist interpret different people's stuff. And Michael Walsh is awesome. I love his stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of other big books that were this week, we mentioned uh, Batman 107.
2: Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. I haven't read it yet, but... Let Just, me. I think the core concept is like pretty insane.
0: <laughs> Let me list to you the first appearances that happened. Yeah, there is first appearance of the gardener, mm-hmm. first appearance of the instigator, a martial artist and a terrorist. First appearance of Madame Midas, the richest woman on earth. First appearance of Kid Kawai, a robot mercenary. First appearance of Brainstorm, a telekinetic, and first appearance of Razorline, a monster alien. Where do they have time for Batman in this? Is he even in the comic? They missed out on the Year of the Villain a year ago. Are these, like, full appearances? They have to be, yeah. I think these are all first full appearances. I, I, I'm guessing
2: all of those names I read are villains. Yeah, I would think so, too. Um, I'm most intrigued by Kid Kawai. <laughs> Based on name alone, that seems like something that is here to stay. <laughs> yeah. I would agree with you. He has the best name. The Gardener has probably been the one
0: most talked about.
2: Yeah. Is he... Uh... Working with Poison uh, Ivy
0: Poison or ivy.
1: <laughs> I believe it's a woman.
0: Okay. Is she working with Poison Ivy? I don't know. Does she just tend to Poison she, Ivy? You know
1: what? I think she's actually kind of in the vein of Clown Hunter. Okay. The gardener.
0: Um. So, yeah. It was a hot book, I
2: feel like. I mean, I don't know. Oh, is that's it? huge. I feel you like this is something what? that happens surrounding big first appearances a lot, that everyone anticipates the mm-hmm. cyberpunk Molly- <laughs> I yeah. call her the wrong thing. Miracle Molly? Miracle Molly. Oh, cyberpunk Molly. <laughs> Everyone like anticipates that book mm-hmm. and pre-orders it, so they print a fucking ton of it, mm-hmm. but no one speculates much about the issues surrounding it, mm-hmm. so they're a lower print run, and then they have some other character connected Yet. that pops up. Normally, when I know something major like that is coming, I pre-order the books immediately surrounding in case there's someone else introduced.
0: Well, and good job if you did it this time, because 106, I think, is the bigger book here.
1: Um, I think the real winners here are the <laughs> Ricardo Federici variants. They're so, cool. They look sick as shit.
0: So it does not look like this book is yet specking. So no. the general zeitgeist of this book is that these are characters that will likely have one-off mm-hmm. situations.
2: This is $8 if you include shipping, and this person sold 51 of them. Okay, so, <laughs> so it's at least, yeah, uh, yeah. people desire people it. People are looking for it. Man, a lot of the variants listed, you're right. People are popping off on this sketch variant. Hmm. Okay, noted. Well, we should have mentioned this before
0: when we were talking about uh, Matt Kent, but ENIAC number two came out again.
2: Yeah, did you guys get your hands on a copy? Uh, I
0: had pre-ordered it. I had pre-ordered Same. it as well. So, it,
1: is it spec king? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Not as much as number one. Yeah. But number up, one's dipped in a major way. Uh, it right? went back up. Yeah. Did it really?
0: Today, but went, went up to $200. Oh my God. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Maybe I should sell my number one. Oh <laughs>
2: absolutely. My <God>. You absolutely should. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, so anyway yeah number two came out most people didn't get it you probably listening here didn't get it um, unless you pre-ordered and knew to pre-order it and, and it's so, because
1: Bad Idea doesn't want you to read it
0: <laughs> but also this week is Tankers which we did an interview with two weeks ago from the author of Robert Vendetti. yeah book looks awesome Robert Vendetti was awesome knows how to drive a tank uh, <laughs> yeah, does yeah. yeah so um, so Bad Idea is putting out good stuff mm-hmm. Um, just hard to get yeah Bad idea knows how to drive spec, even if it's not their goal, as they stated. <laughs> the whole
1: thing Which is, is bullshit, because th- that's exactly what they're doing.
2: Their thing is to fight it, and they cannot have
0: fueled it more. Yeah, they poured gasoline. <laughs> God, they meant to so bring. Weird. They meant to bring water, and they brought gasoline on accident. <laughs> no,
1: they
2: poured water on a grease fire. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Our bad. We heard it was fake. Sort of. Well, so- I'm like, get these not first printings out. You remember that core concept of it was that we're going to do first printings, For people who are like mega fans, Mm -hmm. and then anyone who wants to read the comic will be able to be on the same, I guess, level by getting something. We'll just always print and always have enough of these not first printings. Right. I would love a not first printing of Eniac, so I can fucking read it. I'm not gonna. I'm not about to crack open a comic that might be worth two hundred dollars in my collection.
1: Or just release them digitally for fuck's sake. Yeah.
2: Give me a break. Yeah. If if you're not trying to fuel spec. Release a digital comic. Also, like, the
0: not-first printing, what are you combating? Third and fourth and fifth printing? Is that really the problem? No. The the third and fourth printings? Only so
2: recently (laughs) has that been, like, a A speckable thing. thing. You're automatically putting it on a pedestal,
1: naming it not a first print edition. You're
2: making the first print more...
1: Exactly. Do it like TKO does and just so there are no first printings. They're all fucking the same. We print them the same day. You're There's right. no value. <laughs> there is. There, it's just comics to read, you yeah. fucking imbeciles. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I wish that a lot more of this were apparent when we talked to Robert Vendetti about tankers. Totally. Yes. Because I was like, so, Robert, it's wa- also about- why'd you go to Bad Idea? And he was like, oh, I know those guys. It's so, all my friends. Yeah, it's all my friends. I At the time, we had no concept of how fucking crazy it was going to get. And then we released the interview like a month after we recorded it, and it was like, ask him, like, why the fuck aren't you asking this guy, like, how about how insane this is? Hey Robert, what the hell? So it seemed like a cop out that I didn't talk to him about it, but like, it was just, it was just the timing. Yeah, we sometimes we record things way ahead of release dates. (laughs) <laughs> well, let's talk about another book. Spoiler alert,
0: likely the pick of the week. We're talking Geiger.
2: Geiger, pick of the week.
0: <laughs> pick of the week on Image Comics by Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, and Brad Anderson, who are mostly all known for doing DC stuff. Yeah.
1: Yep. Gary and Johns did Doomsday, Doomsday Clock, Clock. Yeah. This... Which, uh, love it or hate it. <laughs> it exists. The first
0: I, book was not bad and then it went downhill the very quickly. The first
2: issue of Doomsday Clock ripped.
1: Yeah. And then the next issue came out 2 years later and then the <laughs> following <laughs> issue came out 6 years later and then
2: <laughs> and so it might have been good but it left people being like what happened last? What am I reading? Yeah. Do you remember did you remember Sandman that? show up in the first one? Oh, they did they alluded to like that there would be some, some weird tie in with yeah. these other, like, yep. deep well, that's... vertigo characters or something. Do then... Clock was like crossover before crossover? <laughs> yeah. It was. But then they never paid it off. Well, you I don't know think why? it ever happened again. Because they got rid of vertigo. Yeah, right.
0: But, so... but it would have been perfect because then they just swallowed vertigo into DC. Right. right. I yeah,
1: think I the whole
2: have... thing was like the dreaming was going to be.
1: Because his mask was in there yeah. or something. And mm-hmm. you're just like,
0: oh, fuck, what the hell? Oh, it was with in this? the background of the store, is what it was. I remember that so is that
2: right
1: uh, it it never came to fruition yeah okay a decade later nothing happened
2: (laughs) oh I've got blue balls for Sandman in DC (laughs) (laughs) I want him to talk to Bruce
0: (laughs) um Geiger is just your straightforward apocalyptic book um Right. I mean, there I was, mean, yeah, it's I uh, mean, this book is great I've by saying straightforward apocalyptic book that it's not a diss.
2: Kind of like Hulk mixed with apocalyptic. Yeah. Like what if the thing that turned the Hulk into the Hulk ended life in America as you know it? The other thing this book does is it does what every first issue should do is it gives you a,
0: a light brushstroke of some characters that you're going to see. And, and says, tries to sell you on him. Uh-huh. And it, it sold me on the Joffrey uh, character <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. that, that it had. It essentially has a king that is uh, the Joffrey of Las Vegas.
2: I, yeah, I want to get into the Vegas stuff right away. Do it. They lead you to believe that the however many years that have transpired since this event that turned America into a wasteland and turned this guy into, like, a nuclear superhero sort of thing that the world has gone back to, like, feudal dark ages and people are, like, answering to kings and living in, like, (laughs) castles and shit. And then you find out that (laughs) they basically just set up shop in Caesar's palace but use it as a literal castle. That was, like, such a good reveal.
0: And I think you're also going to find out that it's fiefdoms. Like, he's only king of Vegas, but that his, like... Yeah, ruling rulership yeah. doesn't extend much further out of that. If Jonathan Hickman was writing a apocalyptic book, it would be like, here's the maps, here's all the places, here's all the things like you need to know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and like all this
2: kind of stuff. Here's a graph that may be essential, but could also be throwaway. Right,
0: but
1: also <laughs> I just learned Excel. <laughs> Read all of it. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and, like this is
0: just like here's a little window. Just kind of follow this thing. Yeah. Don't really know how big it is. Doesn't really matter. It's great stories. And, like, I, I was bought in. It blew me away. I think I know why the book was so enthralling to me yeah. is that it wrote with space in mind. It had room to breathe, and it never bored you. A lot of first issues will be, like, name, 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 place. Hey, yeah. like, let me, we got to set it up. This didn't bother with that. It just made you stare at the page throughout the entire book. Yeah. So, Greg. Yes. Did you read Geiger?
1: I did. I didn't like it. <laughs> That's what I was wondering, because you quiet. <laughs> because you guys were gushing about it, and I didn't want to be the sourpuss of the group. Yeah. Um. I've read this Don't book. Don't worry, I'll
0: cut out whatever you say about yeah, it. Yeah, so. <laughs> I've read this
1: book. It's called Undiscovered Country. Oh, no, disagree. And this is, it's a kind of the same premise in my mind. It is a wasteland of America with gangs roving about with well, mutated did, creatures. Um.
0: Did you continue on Undiscovered Country? Yeah. Because undiscovered Country seems to me to be about like more about political cold warness, mm-hmm. whereas like this is survival. Here's the thing: I don't disagree with you that it's like doing a lot that's different from post apocalyptic books. Mm-hmm. The main difference here is like that there's a Hulk, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I, I like that there's a straightforward superhero.
1: I do like that the the main lead is an Arab man. I think that's kind of a unique take. We don't really see that in many comic books. So I I will pay it kudos there, but it, it wasn't my pick of the week. But yes, I did read it.
0: You're gonna you're gonna go with uh, Patron, P- Patron is for you... my pick of the week. No. <laughs> uh, so then would you would you go Silver Coin?
2: Out of these three, yeah, I would say okay. Silver Coin. Was... I, yeah, I'm not gonna hate on you for picking Silver Coin. Okay, I think our A, B, and C are the same then. Yes, I yeah. would I would assume so. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so one book that we are not covering though is worth mentioning though is Magic the Gathering. Yeah, went over from IDW to Boom Comics. Mm-hmm. Did you read this? No. Did you purchase it? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. It has a one on it. Yeah. Um. Yes, we're addicted to it. Do you? <laughs> uh. You remember buying these like watercolor comic books when you were a kid to get like a card in them? Yes. Yeah. K- all... From KB Toys, I bought them. You did. Yeah. Do you still have like one sealed with a card in it? I
2: think I gave them all to you. I had two. You gave me your cards, okay i I had them still sealed, mm-hmm. and i I think I gave them to you. If I didn't, then I still have them. We
0: need after this. Let's go check in yeah. the box and see All if right. you did, because I don't remember that.
2: <laughs> and then it's gonna take them.
0: Give me <laughs> that right now! I'll take them. Now I will take your fireball, <laughs> Black um, Lotus. I'll take that. <laughs> so here's I. I still play Magic: The Gathering. I'm I'm up on it, Um, I have been since I was in middle school, which is a long time, uh, and. This is uninteresting to me. The only interesting (laughs) thing to me about it. Brutal.
2: I mean, if there is one person who should be interested in this, it is you. 100%. Did you
1: read it?
0: I did read it. I'll give you my thoughts on it. The interesting thing to me about it is I love Boom, and I think Boom is one of the best business people in the comic book industry. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of like, what are they doing here that I don't see? Mm -hmm. I also liked the author. Jed McKay. Jed McKay. So I was like, this is going to be cool and fun. Taskmaster, fun stuff, all that kind of stuff. I know. He normally does kind of silly comics. Tonally? Yes. How, where did this sit? Okay. I will explain this to you, and it makes about as much sense to me as it does to you. It is set in a, in a Magic the Gathering set three sets ago. Zendikar. Okay. Okay. And it's uh, the bustling <laughs> metropolis of Zendikar, <laughs> which, if you do play Magic the Gathering, or sorry, it's not set. I, 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 I misspoke. It's Is in, Balzeron in it? It's in Ravnica. I'm so sorry. It's oh, in, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> I said Zendikar and I meant Ravnica. So it follows Milston and Vinden. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. And most Magic players play for the strategy of the game and like the flavor. It's not, certainly not the reverse. So they they're might, licking the cards. Yes. The, uh, the the flavor being, like, all the shit around it and, and kind of the dragon <laughs> stuff around it, all that kind of stuff. And and so it's like, here it's like, oh, we're getting the backstories of these random cards from a set three series ago, and I'm supposed to care about the world of Zendikar. Sorry, I keep on saying Zendikar. It's Ravnica. Idiot. Of Ravnica. I just think, like, I don't know. I don't care. it, it, yeah. it And it's not interesting. And frankly, magic for a long period of time has not done great at their storytelling. They have tried to revamp it. Brandon Sanderson wrote a book for them. They've, like, been doing better in the last 10 years. But it's still, like, it does not translate completely to the world because magic is so fucking huge. Yeah. Case in point, <laughs> one of my favorite things about magic is that when they created the card... Right, the back of the card—it looks so shitty. They haven't right? changed it still. <laughs> they can't change the back of it because Be- then you would know what other cards from <laughs> you other know decks what set you're getting. You know yeah. what the back <laughs> is, right? And so, like, it's funny how it's like they just didn't know what they had yeah. at the time. And the same thing, like, first Magic, right, doesn't start with this shit. Mm-hmm. So that's the funny thing about Magic is like. You're getting the stories of people who like put stories into Magic the Gathering. It was just a really smart guy, like literally Mensa smart guy being like, I wonder if I could put chess into like card fantasy game. Yeah. Adding the story. So, you know, the to, the cool guy at the party. The Yes. Yeah, life of the party. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Follow some planeswalkers. They're trying to be assassinated. It, I don't know. If I cared about planeswalker, I think that Jed did wrote a
2: good book. I don't give a shit about this book. The art was fun. I feel like what Image should have done is been like, hey, we've got this book called Die, and we can call it Magic the Gathering instead and, <laughs> and be <laughs> and, done with it and cash in some checks, dude. Uh, way more people would have read it if it was a Magic the Gathering book, and it's so good.
0: Yeah, and that's I, honestly, there's like some funny ass, like weird kind of characters in Magic that they could have just made it follow mm-hmm. and be weird and be, like, loosely magic. Yeah. And people would have been way more into it.
2: Like, I, I love the touch of outsiders or, like, people in our world controlling characters in another world, like some sci-fi oh, element. Like players? Where you've, like, entered the game. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! style. Yeah, yeah, that would have been fun. I think that would have been They could have cool. done anything but actually try to
0: dip into the world, and it would have been fun. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, like, I just don't know that magic... True Magic the Gathering nerds give a shit I about wanna, this card. Yeah, they want to play the card game. Yeah. Yep. If this was around Marvel, Magic the Gathering people would probably be like, Oh, cool, look, I guess like let me go pick that up. Mm. But like to go find it on Independent, like I just don't know that they're gonna care enough. Yeah. So
1: So um you've been playing Magic for a long time now. Which is your favorite deck?
0: Uh Decor series. Oh Le- touche. Uh,
2: but I you, you know where our knowledge stops. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What's the difference? Um. Okay. So like, <laughs> oh, here we go. So series.
0: Thanks, Greg. Yeah, sorry. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> series are like the the card base of like 150 cards that come out roughly every four months. And so like people would tell you like what your what is your favorite like you know time to have played and like mine's probably Lorwyn. I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. Hey, did you this just you just want me to say words and you laugh at them? Like is that is that what this game is? That's why I'm here. <laughs> Remember that quiz I made you take? Uh yeah, I don't know. The favorite deck I like to play, I like to play uh, mono black control.
1: And is it because it has like stronger cards in it or like the story's <laughs> better or
0: Oh yeah, you're good. this is this is a good question.
1: It, yeah, mm-hmm. well I I play Pokémon, so I know that there's different it, card you, sets. You've
0: dipped in Magic too. You act, no, God, you, no. I knew if I stepped into the magic, I'd be done like you're for. you a virgin magiker, but I know you. Uh, I 100% about the, like, just the gameplay of it. Nothing to do with this. St- I don't give a shit about the story.
1: Okay, because there are some decks that have like, they're just like fluff cards. They're just like to sell
0: paper. Uh, Yes. So There are cards that are fluff. The, the well, commons, if you will. The Commons have a place in what's called limited play. We don't have to get into it. <laughs> we can't get
1: into it, or else it's Mike not, D will leave the room. It is
0: not worth it. You know what you care about. If you cared about what I said, there's fifty other pod. There's a hundred other podcasts that do that better than we do. Yeah. That's not what we're doing here. Magic the Gathering out of comic book. Don't read it. Don't even read it if you like Magic the Gathering. But do support Jed. He's a, he's a seemingly nice guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he'll be writing the new Moon Knight on Marvel, so <laughs> okay. go read that. I bought the bagged Magic the Gathering cover because I was nostalgic for old bagged Magic the Gathering and covers. And he won't open it. And, well, now, yeah, now I really don't have to open oh, it. Oh, do not read that <laughs> at all. You're
0: staying bagged. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, that's not even a review. Technically, we're going to talk about a book now called Project Patron, which mm. do you, every time you see that word, do you want to say Patreon? <laughs> I do. Project yeah. Patreon. Yeah. And yeah. boy, this book would have been great if it was about a Patreon Patreon, Patreon yeah. account.
2: Uh, what what could have been? <laughs> it's a crowdfunded superhero.
0: This is an Aftershock <laughs> book by Steve Orlando. And when it's a looks like a superhero book, Superman book, and you know when you get an independent book with a superhero cape. It's not going to be straightforward Superman guy. Oh, no. yeah. I
2: love the whole concept of a commentary on superheroes. <laughs> Please give it to me.
1: What makes the super super?
0: <laughs> I love these these New York guys who are just contemplating about superness. <laughs> that's
1: what editors do.
0: <laughs> just give me something super. So, uh, yeah. So, you see this book. You know something's up. The thing that's up is they have if it's up? Then it's up. <laughs> then it's up. Then it's up. They've uh, they've mechanized it so that the I don't even know the superhero is controlled by four different people.
1: Here's what happens: there is a superhero, and he dies. But to keep up the allure that the superhero is still alive, to make the general public still feel safe, they make him into a robot that can be controlled by five different people who have five different abilities that make it. Um, ready ready for any situation. Voltron. I mean, kind of, but they don't group up into one. You're right. Big robot. They're
0: like, when we need, we need caring, we put caring guy here. When yeah. we need strength, we put strength
1: yeah. guy there.
2: Oh, a building's on fire? Send Steve
1: in the power suit, and he'll be able
2: to do whatever. Right, yeah. You get put in, like, an orb and hooked up to tubes, and then yeah. the robot becomes essentially your avatar.
1: Yeah, It's really, yeah, exactly right. like Avatar.
0: Steve Orlando has been whiffing recently <gasps> oh my i thought his tko book was i want to like steve orlando Me too. really bad i do too i want to like commanders in crisis yeah and i just didn't after the it's
2: hard. have you have, have uh, you read many i read
0: the three i read four after two i was like i don't know about it's if i can tough. yeah um and so i feel like what he's doing is he's like i have a concept and I know comic books really well. I'm going to put that concept into comic books. And it lacks a little bit of like. Heart? Maybe heart. Yeah. Or like, yeah, it, it like gripping. Like, I don't know that the characters are there for me to care. Mm-hmm. The characters feel like comic book characters, for sure. Like characters I've read.
1: There are many characters in all of his books that he's been putting out recently. Maybe that's the problem. He he spreads Introduces the net too, many too wide.
0: Mm-hmm. He's talented, but the, it just, this book did not land for me. His ideas are too big. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Commanders in Crisis, huge idea. Too big. Huge <laughs> <Too laughs> <big laughs> idea. And Commanders in Crisis, in general, it, it's such a cool idea because it just is like presidents from different time periods are now superhero crime fighters.
2: That's a cool idea. And they're on the case of a uh, serial criminal killing abstract concepts.
0: <laughs> like someone
2: someone has like killed empathy and right. they're trying to solve the murder of empathy by being like yeah. superhero detectives but a team of them and then add horny <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's there's an undertone of horny and layers of like lies and deceit. I mean, I could tell you Commanders in Crisis is about four different things, and I'd be right on all four of them. You're like, smash those four ideas for comic books into one comic. You're just like, holy shit. I'm a genius. All of those are the same thing. (laughs) Um, This is another one, I think, where it was just like too many people, too many ideas, Mm -hmm. all shoved together. I think if someone explained to a normal person in the world of patron what was happening you would sound like a truther who was like you know the deep state is actually controlling the uh superman of our of our world and you know, he's just a cog in the wheel for the <laughs> war machine of America. Who's... In the
1: basement of that pizza hut, Hillary Clinton has constructed a way to take the Capitol to the moon.
2: Okay. Have you guys been watching the HBO? Oh, I need to watch it. <laughs> it is, is it good? good.
0: <laughs> it HBO looks what? good. The preview of it looks like so enticing. Uh, he's talking about this QAnon
2: ongoing oh, series.
1: Oh, I've seen the preview for that.
2: Yeah. Let me tell you what it's good at doing. It's good at explaining 4chan and 8chan. And I just, it's such an abstract idea to me. And this thing just did such a good job of like contextualizing like the history of all these things, why they exist. The oh people God, that, I have to watch this. The people that run them. Mm. It follows a lot of people who are like Q YouTubers. Everyone is such a character. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're just like, how did all these people find each other? That's every it's just bonkers. Every
0: documentarian's <laughs> dream yeah. right, oh. is, to fi- is to find something more interesting than the like, concept
2: that they had yeah, originally. Every <laughs> step you take, it just gets crazier. So this guy was already making a documentary about something else when Q stuff started to emerge. And so it... He's he's going down this path and then just diverges at like a hard ninety degree angle <laughs> into QAnon. Oh,
1: we're going here right now. And so okay. he's so
2: he's like really saddled up to people because he's like gained the trust of the people who like run Eight Chan. Like before, every news media outlet was trying to get their hands on these people.
0: Okay, this is awesome. I'm, so you
2: sold me. So
1: I know of Four Chan because. Yeah. I, I, I thought that's where, like, memes originated and, mm-hmm. like, the meme culture and just, like, incels hung out. Yeah. What in the fuck is 8chan? You're going to have to watch the documentary. Okay. I do not have time for that. <laughs> okay. Because it's, it's, it's a double a 4chan, so in my caveman brain, it's just yeah. like,
2: oh, double the memes? They ex- Yeah. They explain the whole thing. There's a site called 2chan that was a predecessor of it. They explain all that. Okay.
0: 8kun, nchan. chan how many chans there are <laughs> there's like a bunch of like and yeah. it, i think there's a 2 something right it, 2 chan was the original 2 chan okay 2 chan there's a 6 something i'm going to 32 chan i'm going to start it right hell now hell yeah um so anyway that's project patron uh <laughs> that we were covering <laughs> we, at some point we way. think and um i don't know it it i like aftershock but aftershock man is I'm always 50 50 with their with their books. Yeah, and that's a,
2: I've been so into Aftershock that anytime they have a first issue now, I buy it and they've kind of been slipping for me recently. There was a while where I was like, Aftershock cannot be stopped. Just like hit after hit after hit. I think after I... a walk through hell and oh, like yeah. there was like a year straight where I was like, Man,
1: these first issues ri Well wasn't like Baby Teeth on there and yeah. Dark Ark? I was gonna and... say
0: Dark Dark Ark, which is one of the first books we ever covered on the show. Yeah. Still going by the way. Um that's crazy. <laughs> baby isn't Teeth, it? still going by the way. Um Animosity. Yeah.
1: I don't know if that's still going, but um. yeah, Animosity was phenomenal.
0: So, a- Aftershock has hits, but then I think they just sometimes pull in. I mean, here's the thing. Steve Orlando comes to you and says, I'll do a book on you. I'll be like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, do a book on me, Steve. Let's and do this. Publish it on me, baby. Um, but it's just, I don't know, whatever. I don't. I think this book's going to slip under the radar and be forgotten.
2: I think so, too. I'm a fan of Steve Orlando. Mm-hmm. I, I just have a hard time with some of his books is all I'm saying right now. I hated the name of the book. <laughs> From the mm, get go, me too, and that I, put me on the bad foot.
0: I also just don't want to see a white blonde superhero. Even if you are going to give me depth later on a cover, I am just like I don't care. Yeah, um, do not sleep on Geiger. Don't don't uh, pay attention to what Greg said. <laughs> if uh, it even makes the episode, <laughs> um, I think what I love about this is what Je- is Jeff Johns brought to DC. He put in an independent book. He made it like very enticing. And fun
2: and exciting to read. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for the first arc of this to be done and see what they open up the whole like Vegas thing into. Yeah, super intrigued. I mean, not a lot happened in the first issue. You just got an idea that the world was bigger than you thought. About it was. to get a lot more interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah. Is he crushing those cars for his house himself? And Geiger?
2: No, he must have like a compact because they're like perfect squares. That's
1: what I'm saying. I was just like. That's interesting if he or, has like superhuman strength. Or he's
2: got a really flat rock he bangs them up against <laughs> until they're perfect squares. Him and his two
1: headed dog. Yeah.
2: We didn't even mention the two headed dog. Great indie comics have great pets. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're always going to have a uh, sidekick.
0: We're going to step over to the Patreon. We got lots of cool things over there. As usual, um, we are indebted and thankful to uh, Primary Color Music. Um, the recording area, of the Moon, um, and you, 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 the listener, for coming and, and giving us, lending us your ears.
2: Bye.